you know, I don't think any journalist signs up to be a journalist to, to work in an office nine to five. You know, I want to be up in the morning talking to Jamie St. Pierre about his farm and his family in the Olympics. I think that's really interesting and in seeing how everything works. From Burlington, Vermont, this is Behind the Byline, a podcast that shares the stories of the free press as journalists. I'm your host, Blaze Seifer, a rising senior at Middlebury College and a summer intern with the Free Press. Today, I sit down with Jake Rousseau, a sports reporter for the Free Press. Jake joins the publication in 2021, shortly after earning a master's in journalism from the University of Maryland. Jake, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. How are you and how's your summer going? Good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to get into it. Of course. Before we get into things, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and kind of what were some of your hobbies growing up? Yeah. So like I mentioned, my home's from Rhode Island. I did my undergrad study at the University of Rhode Island. So big beach guy, naturally. I feel like my first like actual jobs when I was 14, 15, whatever, was always at the beach, taking care of tourists, etc. But also big cook, love to cook. So big seafood scene in Rhode Island. And I think that's where my roots are is, you know, the seafood beach, all the things that you think of when you think of Rhode Island. That's what I love the most. Your bio on the website says you love chowda and is it crab cakes? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, uh, like I said, a big, big foodie. I love to cook. Um, and I try to get home to Rhode Island whenever I can. So, so did you grow up playing and watching sports as well? You're the sports reporter for the free press. Has this always been a passion for you? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was come from a big sports family and whenever I was watching football as a kid, you know, you have your, your everyday Tony Romo's Jim Nance broadcasters. And my sisters are a few years older than me and they would watch the games with me. And I would say the things that the broadcasters would say before they would say it. And my sister Kim was like, you got a knack for this. This is something. And I mean, I was only like 10 or 11, so I didn't really know like you could do that for a job. And she was like, you have a knack for this. So is this something that you want to do? And it kind of took off from there. Did you always like to write in school? Were you a fan of English classes, papers, that sort of thing? So it's difficult for me because me in 2022 was a lot, is a lot different than me, say, in 2014 when I was on junior in high school, right? Didn't always have my head screwed on the right way. Was always looking forward to gym class more so than, like you said, English. It really wasn't until, let's say, my my junior year, senior year at URI, where I was like, okay, like I can, I have a knack for writing. I enjoy writing. Let me actually start to, you know, do it. And so to, so to answer your question, no, not really for me. I think a lot of maturity between, you know, 2014 and what would that be, 2018, that four years. So no, but... I love the industry that I'm in and it, it's definitely a blessing. So URI where you went for undergrad and then Maryland's, both of them have pretty prestigious programs across, across some sports. Did you cover them for the news, the school newspaper? Did you write about sports in college? Yeah. URI got to do a little bit with the basketball team. Fortunately with Maryland, I was there right as the pandemic was happening. So the only thing that I got to do in Maryland was with the football team. I wrote a couple of features on some of their players. My second semester at Maryland's about midway through that March, 
we had a week long spring break and never went back. So I didn't get to work with the baseball teams or the softball teams, lacrosse and lacrosse at Maryland, they just won the national championship. So some really good sports I did get to, you know, missed I missed out on fortunate, but all things considered we're back. And although you remember those times, you, you try to forget them, but we're, we're looking forward to turning the new page, right? So you graduated and now you're in Vermont of all places. What kind of brought you to Burlington, brought you to this state? <laughs> it's interesting because being a New Englander, I thought I knew winters, right? You, you think you know your winters until you move to Vermont. And it's like, oh, I didn't know winter at all. <laughs> this is winter. So I, that my first fall season last year was a blast. Had so much fun covering. I covered football. I covered field hockey. And I did volleyball as well. So Alex Abrami and I, the other sports reporter in the department, you know, every Friday night we're at a, each at a football game. Saturday mornings, I'm at a football game. And we sprinkle in soccer and field hockey during the week. And it was so, so, so fast paced. And then I got to winter, right? And it's like, oh, you don't want to go outside. But to answer your question on what brought me to Vermont, I think it's a very unique sports community because it's, it's very devoted. And our readers read our sports coverage, which you never want to take for granted, right? They read it. They make their criticisms and you take those in and you work with them. And then you fast forward to spring and you lose a lot of the season of spring naturally because everything's thawing. But then again, people start waking up and it's like, okay, now we have baseball, we have softball, we have lacrosse, UVM men, UVM women. They did really well in lacrosse this season. And I think for that, that winter months, it, it makes it hard because everyone's like, it's too cold to go outside. But it's a very devoted community that love their sports. I don't, I, like I said, you don't take that for granted. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about your experience working for the free press. Sports is the only section that has two reporters. So you're working with Alex closely. What's it been like overall to cover Vermont sports? You said it was a devoted community and you've been having a lot of fun, but could you elaborate on that? Yeah. It's, it was a learning experience at first. I think when you're, you're covering multiple sports, you don't have necessarily a beat as they used to call it. We cover so much and try to get every corner of Vermont, right? And there's a newsroom or two and working with Alex. I mean, I think we hit it off almost immediately in terms of like communication and everything that we want to accomplish and making plans together. But it's been a blast. I don't think I have enough good things to say about whether we're covering high school sports or uh, UVM for that matter. I think the athletes have a lot of amazing stories um, and they're just waiting to be told. Mm. So what's it been like this summer? You know, no high school sports. And that seems like a bulkier coverage. Got the Lake Monsters, the new soccer team, Vermont Green. I know you're not covering them every week per se. So where do you kind of find stories in the summer? And what's it been like with the slow, slower news cycle? It's slower in terms of there's not as many games, right? But there are features there that you don't necessarily get to during the school season because it's so fast paced. So, for example, there's one that's 
you know, kind of been in my back pocket about this contingent of Burlington natives that play cricket and they hail from India. And it's a very, very strong community of cricket players. And when you think Vermonter, you don't necessarily think cricket, right? But they are Vermonters. And it's a part of our community that doesn't get told. Now, during the school season, like I said before, we're at high school games, we're at college games every, you know, every week, whatever it may be. We don't necessarily get to check in with that type of community or that contingent of sport. But during the summer, with it being slower in terms of a schedule and games, that's something that we get to kind of dig our hands into and really tell a community story that doesn't get told very often. I'm sure that's a nice change of pace. Is there a most memorable story or subject you've, you've covered during your time with the free press? Anything come to mind? Yeah, I think it's got to be the two Olympics, right? It's not often you get to cover two Olympics in your first year of being in the industry. So last summer, I covered Ellie Perrier St. Pierre's run to Tokyo and her incredible success that she um, uh, experienced that started with meeting with her husband, Jamie. At this point, I wasn't living in Vermont. I was still living in Rhode Island. So one summer day, I drove up to um, Franklin County because they live in Richford, stayed in a hotel overnight, woke up in the morning, and their big dairy farmers have so many farms up there. So I woke up at 3, 4 a.m., met Jamie, her husband, at their farm for, I think, five. And he took me through his day of dairy farming, got to see how everything works, milked a few cows, very exciting. And along the way, he's telling me his story along with Ellie's and how, although she's at the Olympics, none of her family members could go because of the pandemic. So how he and their family were supporting her from afar. And one thing that he told me, which I thought was amazing, they also syrup. So he, every time she has a big race, like obviously the Olympics, he sends her to, um, well, she goes and waiting there for her is a little thing of syrup that he, that he harvested, that he farmed. And he, and every time waiting at the hotel, there it is waiting for a little piece of home. So he's like, that's how I'm supporting her from far. Obviously watching and calling in, but making sure that even though her family wasn't there, they were there with her. I thought that was really cool. And then obviously fast forward to the winter and Ryan Cochran Siegel just absolutely blows the doors off the Winter Olympics and Alpine skiing and he finishes and, and he grabs a silver medal. And I talked with his mother, Barbara Ann Cochran, who was a gold medalist in 1972 and 50 years later to the day her son is a silver medalist. And I talked to Barbara and just got to know Ryan via his mom. And in his mom's words, Ryan was always this like daredevil kind of kid, like always trying to get the most amount of speed on the, their bunny hills. And he, I talked to him and he was like, yeah, but you know, I still look at the times and I, I kind of get nervous. Like the, the stop clock doesn't, doesn't lie. Right. So it was, this story of this Olympic skier who is a daredevil and always wants to get more speed, but also at the same time is comparing himself to others, his other on the, uh, 
on the skiing trail. So I thought that was really interesting that a lot of people could relate to, right? So for me, the two Olympics by far are the most rewarding and exciting things I've been able to cover. That sounds like a super, two super fun assignments. I was going to ask about, you know, what your favorite part of the job is. Is it, you know, talking to people, going out onto the farm and kind of having those kind of crazy experiences and being with the, with the interview subjects or what's, what's the best part of the job in your eyes? Definitely being out there. You know, I don't think any journalist signs up to be a journalist to, to work in an office nine to five. You know, I want to be up in the morning talking to Jamie St. Pierre about his farm and his family in the Olympics. I think that's really interesting and seeing how everything works. And to me, the best way to learn about who you're writing about is the people that they surround themselves with. So for Ellie, it was her husband for, for Ryan, it's his mom. So to meet them and, you know, these superstar Olympic athletes, who do they have in their, in their circles? So yeah, just getting out there and, and meeting new people and seeing who you're covering. Right. Mm. And now on the other side, Jake, what are some of the challenges, obstacles that you face as a sports reporter with the free press? What's difficult about the job? I think finding sometimes sources that don't always find the light in terms of, you know, there's voices in the Burlington community that don't always get to use their voice. So I think finding them and, you know, encouraging them to to talk and share their stories, I think is, can, can be super, super difficult. You know, with that being said, it's also our job to do that. But not every part of our job is easy, just like not in, in any industry, any job is there's parts of it not easy, but you need to do it. And I think that's part of it is finding these voices that, you know, kind of need help using their voice or kind of need a path to use their voice, if that makes sense. Right. I was th- I'm thinking about that cricket story that you want to tell. That sounds like, you know, an awesome example of that, you know, a, a community that probably hasn't found its way onto the, you know, pages of the Burlington Free Press before, but I'm excited to read that. Do you have any timetable on when that might come out? Hopefully this summer, you know, exciting. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's a great example. So you've been a professional journalist for a year now. You studied it in college, both undergrad and uh, at Maryland. What's one lesson you've learned during your time as a journalist? Oh, there's not a, never enough people that you could talk to. If you think there's another call, I think there's like another email or just another chat that you can have. Just make it, you know, because you never know what's going to happen on the, the other end of the line or face to face that that communication. You know, no idea what someone has to say but you need to give them that, that opportunity to say something. Dan had told me the other day, never have a one subject story. And that stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. And then an adjacent question is, what's one piece of advice you would offer to an aspiring journalist, sports reporter, whatever it may be, who's who wants to break into the industry? Find a passion within the industry. So for me, it's mine's football. Like I love football. Can't get enough of it. But also never turn down another assignment because you can find more passions, right? You don't need to hold yourself to one thing. I don't need to hold myself to football. So if someone comes to you and says, hey, I have this this interesting story that, that might need to be told, don't turn it down. Look into it. If there's something there, there's something there. If there's not, at least you know that you looked into it, right? It's a great piece of advice. 
Awesome. Jake, thanks for those. Thanks for those answers. And, and now we're going to transition into the final section, rapid fire questions. These are quick. These are fun. You haven't spent too much time in Vermont, but um, my question is what's your favorite season in the green mountain state fall? And why is that foliage? It's not as wet as the spring. It's not as cold as the winter and it's not as hot as the summer. And you got football. football. (laughs) What's your superpower? I don't know if I had a superpower. If I had a superpower, are we talking in terms of like superhero superpowers? (laughs) It gives me however you interpret it. Okay. I love (laughs) the flash, like the, the comic book hero. So if I could take his superpowers, which is like super speed, super healing, that would definitely be me. Got it. Next. Do you have a favorite spot to relax in the Burlington area? This might seem kind of lonely, but I love my, like, I have a little balcony. I love my balcony. I have a chair out there and I have a little, like, uh, awning type thing. So I like to sit out there and I like to read. It doesn't overlook much. It, I live in the Bayberry apartment complexes, so it just overlooks the apartment complex. But it's always quiet. So, and it's outside, which I like being outside. So not anything special, but my my balcony love it and finally who is your favorite journalist in pop culture mine's probably and this is for the older fans of the boston globe but bob ryan from the boston globe i grew up reading his old celtic stuff like really old i don't know how i used to find it but you can find anything on the internet i would read his old celtics columns and Obviously, those games are long gone, but he was able to bring those games back to life for someone who never watched those games. So to me, that was that was always super, super cool that he was able to do that and something that I admired because that's not easy. Bob Ryan came to Middlebury last year and gave a, uh, a little conference, which is awesome. That's and so cool. uh, he also has a great autobiography, which I've started to read. I don't know if you've heard of it. What is it? But I recommend it. I don't know what the title of it is, but it's uh, Bob Ryan's autobiography. It's pretty great. Jake, it's been great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. This has been Behind the Byline, a podcast that shares the stories of the Burlington Free Press's journalists. I'm your host, Blaze Seifer. Thanks as always for tuning in. I'll catch you next time.